0: This copyrighted broadcast is an exclusive presentation of Learfield IMG College under the broadcasting rights granted by the University of Louisiana Monroe. Reuse of this presentation is prohibited without the expressed written consent of ULM and Learfield IMG College. Announcers are provided by Learfield IMG College and approved by ULM. Sports Properties, a property of Learfield IMG College, brings you Hawk Talk. Hawk Talk is brought to you by Anheuser-Busch, Bancor South, Brookshire's, CenturyLink, Coca-Cola, Edward Via College of Osteopathic Medicine, First National Bank, Iberia Bank, Louisiana Lottery, and Warhawk Sports Properties. Hawk Talk is on the air here's ULM head football coach Matt Viator and the voice of the Warhawks Nick White
1: welcome into uh, Hawk talk uh, another show here before we get ready for the bye week this week uh, the Warhawks making a first ever trip to Lynchburg Virginia taking on Liberty as uh, we, we are here and getting set for this football game uh, ended a three-game homestand last week and we uh, it was certainly uh, well. It went right down to the last play, and then about a what seemed like an hour review, but an eight-minute review, I believe, was was what I timed out. Uh, and, and the Warhawks come up just a few inches short, uh, falling to Georgia Southern, thirty-five to thirty. We welcome in uh, Coach Matt Viator. Uh, I was asked this this morning uh, a couple of interviews, you know, to kind of rate that one, and uh, you know everything's so fresh but uh i hadn't seen a game in that way uh in all my years uh of broadcasting uh especially with that long of a review just a, a tough way for for a football game to end
2: yeah it was and um you know i've never been associated with anything like that either and uh you know like you said i mean the last play of the game you know I, i've been asked and i'm not going to comment because yeah. i don't have the right view yeah. i mean you none know, of I, us did i have an end zone view and uh press box you, I mean you need a camera right down the line and stuff. And I mean and obviously I mean I trust our officials and but it had to be really, really close yeah. for an eight minutes. I mean <laughs> I mean they had to been looking at it from every from every single angle and stuff. But uh I mean for a game to come down to that I guess and then you know it was disappointing. I mean and then you go down to the um you know the uh second to last play, you know we had a chance, yeah. we ball went off his hands and then third to last play, I mean you know we got wide open, yeah. and you know so I mean you go back to all that, but look, at the end of the day, I mean, you know I'll say it and talked about it about, to the players about it this morning, and you know, games don't come down to one play, you know, you had opportunities and we certainly had opportunities and uh, but I will say this, Nick, I'll you know hopefully we had you know we've been practicing pretty good here the last couple of weeks, so I'm hoping we can continue to do that, and I think we're getting better know trying to tell our players if they'll hang in there i think i think we have a chance to get better you know because there are people that are missing games now that you know went through camp and went through the first weeks and they were fine and you know we didn't and so you know we missed a lot of that a lot of fundamentals just a lot of toughness a lot of stuff that you get in camp and you know hopefully um hopefully we'll continue to get better. But I like the competitive spirit. It really did.
1: I equated that, that review when I was asked about it. It was like being in the dentist chair and they, they numb you up, you know, before you get ready and, you know, you're, you're worried about it and you're sitting there and like, oh, goodness. And then they... Dennis comes in there, and that's what happened. The, guy, the official took his headset off, thought, thought we were going to get the call, and then he <laughs> drug that thing on for another three minutes there, writing wow. on a notepad, and, and I'm just sitting here trying to describe everything I can. I, yeah. When he started writing on the notepad, Coach, I thought we got it. Yeah, I that's thought. what
2: got me because normally the, the the more lengthier it is because if, you know, hypothetically, if it would have been a touchdown, there were still three or four seconds right. on the clock. So I thought – when it kept going and kept going and kept going, okay, they you know they're trying to figure that. Out. Especially when he went back, I'm with you. Uh, you know, like I said, I have no idea if he yeah. got in or not. Yeah. And, you know, evidently he didn't. But what I'm just saying, and I'm certainly not any way, shape, or form questioning yeah. the call. I'm just saying the process normally, you know, that normally leans toward they're changing the call when it's that long. And uh, and I'm with you. I always look to see if he's writing stuff down. If he writes if they write stuff down, then they're trying to get the clock into placement. Usually and stuff, but hey, it, you know it's uh, you know a little short.
1: And unfortunately, that's the play that everybody's going to refer to. But let's go back. You know, there were many moments there that that you can always. And that's that's the, in any game, everybody looks at the last play, the miss kick, a miss kick or whatever it might be. It, it's not always that. And, you know and and the part that i hate to go to is, is the special teams, you know, miscues. Block two block punts, one, you know, actually got down the field a little bit, the last one uh was was their last score and it was detrimental. I mean, a touchdown and so you're you're digging yourself into a 18-point hole at that point. Uh and then you missed a PAT. I know those are things that that are certainly frustrating for for you fans all of us and just, you know, to see those things happen like they did the other night.
2: Yeah, sure. No question. And uh, you know, that's the the um, the punt protection part of it, I think, is, uh, is the thing that concerns me the most. And um, I was asked earlier in the uh, press conference, yeah, I think it's correctable. I mean, I think it's fundamentals. I think it's a matter of calling the protection the right way. And then and the operation time itself, we did have a new punter, if you notice. Know. And right. I'm oh, not yeah. putting it all on him. But what I'm saying is the operation, you know, we're used to Jared back there and Jared's just, you know, Jared's had a tough time. And, you know, with the offseason, you know, uh, surgery he had and, and stuff, I mean, and trying to, to get to get himself back into shape. And um, so he asked, so we decided to sit him and put – I think Daniel is really talented, the punter is. And uh, it's just a matter of first game and, you know, he's in. And it's just, you know, it's one of those things that, that we have to correct. But, you know, we have to correct the things around him, you know, to allow him uh, – the ability to have success. We did some other good things, however, in special teams. You know, our kick coverage continues to be good.
1: Against a really good returner. It's a really Kennedy. good
2: returner. You know, uh, we didn't give him an opportunity on punt return. Did a great job of being disciplined on their fake punt. You know, I thought that was a big... Massive bit of, you know, in the game and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, it's some good things, but uh, certainly uh, the punt protection in one of
1: them. Uh, you mentioned the the change at, you know, kicker and punter this week. There were a lot of changes once we got our finalized depth chart, I guess, Thursday evening. Um, Quite a few changes on the offensive line. TJ moved from right guard to left guard. You moved uh, Evan Henry into the starting lineup, and, and I saw you know a lot of a lot of guys, a lot of more rotation earlier on in the football game at that position. Uh, just describe how you thought you know those guys kind of formed into a, be- a better unit there against Georgia Southern.
2: I think they did good, and uh, you know, I, Coach Nagavi had talked about it early in the week, and uh, you know, I basically told him, I mean, you know, play them. I mean, if you think who you know, so. I mean, you know, we played two centers quick, you know, got Hershey in quick in the game and played him, and uh, it was good to see a guy like Vic Cutler, you know, get some reps. I think he's going to be a really good football player, and but, you know, get him in there. You know, he's playing behind a fifth-year senior, yep. you know, and Sam Williams, but get him in there and give him some action, and uh, Tyler Johnson, you know, got some really good reps. I think he's getting better and better each week, you know, coming in, so... Yeah, you know, we just put some different guys in but from we still gotta run the ball better. Uh you know, we talked about that earlier today and we we're behind in every game and you know, it's just and I'm losing patience with it and you know, we're throwing the ball and doing all this. But um all in all, I mean we threw it fifty five times. I got sacked once. So, you know, I'll take that.
1: That's the final that's the final thing of this segment, and then we'll we'll go into the game a little bit more. And I talked to Mike after we got looked at the final stats. Sacked just one time. For both teams, there were only twelve total penalties, just over hundred yards total penalties. Um, no turnovers, not even a fumble at all by either team. I mean, that's as clean of a game for both teams that, that you're ever going to see at the college level to just not see those kind of turnovers, mistakes, or even a fumble, even putting it on the turf at all, at all by either team.
2: Yeah, I mean, we had five penalties in the game, and uh, you know, a few of those. Hopefully, you know, we got to correct those, but uh, we didn't turn it over. And look, I mean, there's there's some things that. You know the, you know you alluded to the punt protection, and the, I, I would say that's a form of beat yourself, especially one of them. You know we just totally blew it, but um, you know all in all, you know what we've what we've done, and uh, I always pick without them. But you know I copied it and back in 1996, whatever, in one of my visits to West Monroe, and you know learned that from Coach Shaws. That was kind of West Monroe's deal, and I've never lost it. You know practice hard, play hard, and don't beat yourself. That's that's all I wanted to do. And, you know, and we didn't beat ourselves in terms of turnovers, in terms of things like that. And we had a good week of practice. And I thought we played really hard.
1: You know, competitive spirit was certainly there. We just came up a little bit short just a little bit short we'll take our first break come back and uh, dive into a little bit uh, of uh, more of this this football game against georgia southern also start looking ahead to the matchup at liberty you're listening to hawk talk brought to you by walk-ons here on the warhawk radio network from learfield img college
0: let's go back to hawk talk with ulm head football coach matt viator and the voice of the warhawks nick white
1: Welcome back to Hog Talk, brought to you by Walk-Ons. As uh, we continue to look at the last Saturday's game against Georgia Southern, uh, Coach, I, I got to say, whenever Josh Johnson uh, scored that first his first touchdown, the twenty-six yard touchdown, we had a pretty good little pop in the stadium. I mean, there was some, you know, we had we had close to seven thousand fans, but it got pretty loud in there. And I want to say, it might have been Josh yelling more than anybody. It just see his body language once he finally crossed that goal line just see the weight come off of him and uh he had had a really good game three touchdowns total on the night
2: yeah no doubt i mean a good game and uh you know he had some as you say three touchdowns Uh, he also caught five passes right you know isaiah caught three so you know we got eight catches from the backfield position and uh the other guy that you know i thought had just a really great game was tyler lamb career game you know and i mean josh you know unfortunately josh got hurt in the first half and and, uh but Tyler's a really good player you know and we've he's in there and he's kind of been the second tight end but um he got in matter of fact toward the end of the game we went to four wide wide receivers because he was exhausted yeah i mean and you know and i was picking with Zach Muller you know i don't think uh lamb's been a part of many two minute drills you know, and he was a part of the two of them, and and he was he was really tired.
1: Yeah, let's uh, let's hop into that a little bit. And uh, I love the call at the end of the first half, and and you know I'm on record with Mike saying we like the call whether we got it or not. I mean, you had to find a way to get some momentum. Outstanding play call with with some new sets there in the goal line as well. Some overload packages. Uh, love the call and love the execution there with that touchdown to Malik before the end of the half.
2: Yeah, it was good execution and. uh blocked it well and uh kobe you know but that's one of those things i mean it's a you know the percentages say to kick it because we could have got it you know we could have we could have reduced it to a one score game you know would have been an eight point yeah it would have been an eight point game and i mean but i don't know it just felt like at the time nick to you know to uh to go for it you know because the momentum and you know it's one of those things that you know could have carried you or could have been a the ultimate downer really but um you know, just glad it worked out.
1: Yeah, it worked out. And then, uh, you know, coming back in the second half, uh, you knew they were going to get the football as well. I'm sure that probably weighed into that decision as well. They were going to get it at the beginning of the second half.
2: It did. And uh, but, you know, what I'm saying, I mean, you know, the emotion gets in and you try to back away from that as a coach. You really do. And uh, but, you know, like I said, <laughs> you go back and, you know, look at the situation and the percentages say to kick it. Make it a one-score game. You know, go into halftime. We had been behind, and we got it back to a one-score one game. But, yeah, I don't know. It seemed like uh, we've practiced that play a lot. You know, it's one of our two-point plays.
1: And that's it, exactly what I said to it Yeah, was It's probably going to go into your two-point playbook it's, on it's, these plays. It's
2: one of the four that we've worked since the start of camp, and then we had a break. And But you work your two-point plays every Thursday, you know, regardless if you use them or not. And uh, we had used one of them the week before. When we got called for the pick, for the legal pick, right. whatever, and so anyway, this was another one, you know, that we had that we were working off of a bunch set, you know, with two tight ends in motion and across, and uh, so anyway, we decided to use it.
1: Uh you mentioned Josh Peterson getting hurt. He had a, a fantastic uh, catch on a on a tip drill, almost like a volleyball setup over there. Uh but but he he wasn't the same player. I know he tried to give it a go, but uh I think on a play it happened near the end of the first half he kinda slipped or it seemed yeah. like maybe underthrown ball a little bit trying to come back and you know it just could he tried to give it a go there and just could not be be at hundred percent.
2: No, I mean the ball was underthrown. Uh Kobe had some pressure and kind of got hit as he threw and wasn't able to step into the throw and it kind of fluttered and just kind of hung in there and uh i think you know before then he had i think three catches uh you know had a few big catches for us you know that bender to keep the to keep the drive going i thought was a big uh big uh big play but i said i mean that was unfortunate that he couldn't really he couldn't go in the second half but um we're fortunate that Tyler Lamb stepped up.
1: Another uh, player that, that really had a great second half and I think there was uh, one of the drives, might have been the last drive, where he had three straight catches. That was Jevin Frett, uh, th- four catches, 58 yards. Uh, over here on what I call the near side of the field, your sideline, I mean, he he was darn near uncoverable there uh, late in that football game.
2: Yeah, we're really high on Jevin. And um, from the time he came in, you know, we signed him. He was a mid-year guy last year. And um, again, I'm... I'm hoping that he will continue to get better and better. But, you know, coming into a new system and a new everything and then, you know, very, very limited spring and then very limited August, I mean, I think the more he is into what we're doing, And, stuff, and uh, you know, he's still at times, you know, I mean, you can see some indecision on his face. He looks over and, you know, some stuff. But, uh, man, I love the kid. Great kid and a really good player.
1: Another thing that, uh, you know, got better on third down, went five for, I believe, five for 15 in the ball game. But uh, perfect five for five there on fourth downs. I mean, just able to execute. Uh, We were four for four before Colby's fourth down run i didn't want to bring it up because i didn't want to jinx it and i didn't bring it up in the course of the broadcast but uh that last one was what was what with his legs was able to keep you in that ball game to give you a shot there at the end well yeah you know, he scrambled
2: um before the first half for a big first down you know big play really in and in, in that deal and then uh i didn't realize to be honest with you i mean because it was on the other side of the field but you now he broke a tackle and yes. had a great effort just from, to get the from first johnson down.
1: From Raymond Johnson in the in the backfield, broke the tackle. You know,
2: and then even even then, I mean, the tackler could have got him a yard or two short of the deal and did a nice job of getting off the tackler. So like I said, I couldn't you know, it's hard to see on the other side of the field. I saw it on film. So uh you know, and you gotta give him credit too. I mean, you know, he he, I, you know, he didn't see anything I guess, you know, and it seemed like he ran it pretty quick. It almost saw a quarterback draw but he saw the opening and he went after it, you know, and stuff. So I like that, you know, in a sense. And uh, I know he wishes he would have, you know, he would have got in this and that, but I like the aggressive part of that. The fact that, you know, I mean, he lowered his shoulder and, you know, went after it and stuff. So, uh, you know, Kobe's a competitor. Like, you know, we have a bunch of guys on our team and just, like I said, unfortunately... uh evidently a couple inches short.
1: Let's go to the defensive effort for a moment and uh, came up with some stops whenever you really needed it late in that football game. I, I did go and comment to my colleagues after the game at Georgia Southern, I was wondering uh, where King and Kennedy were on that last drive that they had. I was glad they weren't in there, uh, but able to force that three and out to, to give you a chance to go and, and, and Ivan White really came up big on those last two drives.
2: Well, the last two drives, we had big stops to get us the ball back and stuff. and uh, I think the when you look at it for the most part, I mean, you know, you're gonna give up rushing yards when you play George Southern. I don't think there's you know, I don't think there's anybody that does not. But I think the frustrating thing for us defensively and I know it's frustrated Coach Stoker is you know, it's the third downs. I mean we have opportunities to get off and you know, he scrambled for one the other day, uh, you know, through through the pass and, you know, I mean it just but we went through I'm not sure you probably remember, but we went through a little series there where they converted five or six straight third downs you know which we have an opportunity to get off the field and uh you know and that seems to be it's happened the last several weeks we just can't get off the field you know those critical third downs and stuff but I think we keep playing hard keep doing the stuff and uh you know there's some people making plays too you know on those third downs it's not like it's it's all the time it's a just it's a break you know it's not like we're missing assignments and doing something people are actually making really good plays on those third downs and uh in converting, but it's something that we're going to have to to do better at.
1: And you really have to credit uh, King as well. I mean, his his yard after con- yards after contact was massive in that game. He had a sixty-two yarder uh, there in the first half that he was stopped for about a four-yard gain, and, and then got got fifty-eight more after contact.
2: Well, you know, I mean, when you watch as much film as we do, and and I commented on the headset, but he came over to our sideline and got knocked out of the sideline. Got up. You forget how big he He's is. Big. I mean, he is a big guy. You know, I mean, I know it lists him at 225, 230, whatever he is, but he is. <laughs> he's a big guy. And, uh, you know, I mean, he got up right there by me, and you look at him, and wow. You know, I mean, that is a really big guy that was before Kennedy came back. He was returning punts, You know what I mean? So, I mean, he's a good athlete at that big, and you know, I think he'll certainly uh, – have a chance to see him play some more after
1: this year no question about that we'll take our final break uh, we come back and uh, we will talk about liberty first ever matchup between ulm and liberty you're listening to hawk talk brought to you by walk-ons here on the warhawk radio network from learfield img college
0: let's go back to hawk talk with ulm head football coach matt viator and the voice of the warhawks nick white Welcome back to the show brought to
1: you by Walk Ons. Glad to be here with you. Our final segment is uh, ULM makes the trip to Lynchburg, Virginia to take on the Flames of Liberty and uh, I've had people ask about this game and uh, and, and this is the start of a home-and-home. Home. They're going to come to our place next year, um, but, you know, the, I think some people may be not paying as much attention to the original schedule. I said, this, this is one of the games that was actually on the schedule already, um, and I like the series. They're an independent, and uh, boy, have they gotten, uh, uh, they've made a, a, a quick, you know, uh, rise there in their time in FBS football, and Hugh Freeze has done a really nice job with that football team. I think they've won eight straight coming into this game, 3-0 yeah. and oh, uh, coming into this one. They beat Georgia Southern in the uh bowl game last year uh really solid football team that we're up against here on saturday
2: yeah i mean they're three and zero this year and i agree with you i think coach freeze has done a, a fantastic job and uh i think they've done a fantastic job when you look at their place and uh, they've obviously invested you yes know, in, in what they're doing and uh you know brought in a guy like you freeze and done you know so i mean they've done a really good job and um you know this year i mean you look at this year's football team and uh you know we've Watch last year as well, and watch guys, and they have some new faces, but they're really they're really playing good football.
1: Their running back uh, Joshua Mack is uh, actually both their running backs are averaging over a hundred yards per ball game. I know that's that's certainly concerning. We think of Hugh Freeze, we think you know throwing it up and down the field, but uh, they're really running the ball very well. Oh, no doubt. I
2: mean, with their running backs, and you know, they're when you look at them, I mean, they're going to try to run the ball and RPO. you That's what they want to do. They want to get single matchups on the outside. I mean nick a lot what texas state did i mean when you look at it i mean they're trying to get the man to man concepts on the outside and throw comeback routes and throw over routes and in terms of what they do but you know the running backs are good the receivers are good but the quarterback is you know to me is what's made it go the first two weeks you know not last week but the first two weeks when you watch him because even when florida international and western kentucky even when they had chances to get off the field and do stuff he scrambled and stuff so he's a playmaker and uh and we're gonna certainly have to uh get our hands on him
1: yeah I did I uh, got a chance to watch them against Western Kentucky this summer we had the Texas State game that was the early game so I, I, I was impressed with the their, their quarterback play and, and that's Malik Willis he's got 418 yards here uh, on the on the year through the air but uh, really just the engine generating that offense does a nice job reading everything
2: he really does and that's that's just in two games that's in the first two games right. and then plus you take in his rushing yardage and um, but this is his first year to start too I mean they had a young man that was a three-year starter the year before and stuff so I didn't I'm with you I didn't know much about him and that first get that first week that I watched some of them in West Kentucky I'm like wait a minute a minute you know because they're one of the teams Nick that we knew we were going to play and I've actually watched right. a lot of them in the summer and in the off season during the pandemic when I had nothing else to do I mean I was watching everybody and I watched them and but I didn't watch them with him and they're a different football team with him
1: no, no question about that. Tell us about uh, their receiving group. Some pretty good balance in there. Stubbs, nearly 200 yards. Uh, shy, uh, you know, 113 yards. Uh, so what, what are your thoughts on some of those guys?
2: They got, they have three guys, and you know, they'll line up predominantly what we call eleven personnel. You know, with one tight end and a back, and you know, they're gonna power run it in there. And if if you got too many in there, they're gonna pull out and throw it. So I mean, it's not something stuff that we haven't seen. I compared it to Texas State. You know, and and the style and what they're doing. And Texas State was a lot like that. You know, it was, you know, pretty much every running play had a pass attached to it. And I mean, you know, you can see it on there. So it's not like we haven't seen it, Uh, but they're good players. And, uh, you know, and I know they're going to at some point they're going to take their shots
1: talking to Coach Nagavi earlier today, he was awfully impressed with their uh, defensive line. Very, very quick, very, uh, got some big guys in the middle, but their ends certainly very impressive. The ends jump out at you, no doubt, when you turn on the film and watch them.
2: Uh, You know, eleven was a really good player last year, too, and I noticed him. You know, you watch, uh, in the offseason, you watch players, and you, oh, man, I hope he don't, you know, hope he ain't coming back, and he was one of them that jumped out on the screen, but 10 and 11, I think, you know, when you watch them play defensive end i mean they have a little different motor and what they do the The guys on the interior are new uh the linebackers are new but the two the two ends are, are what jumps out you know they played a lot of football as is as has one number one the guy that, that plays weak safety free safety i mean he's he's played a lot of football as well so uh but no i agree with coach nagavi i mean the those defensive ends are the first thing that caught my eye uh
1: so obviously solid you know defensive effort they've only uh they're doing a nice job there on that end and and i think something else that impresses me whenever you look through last week they they took care of north alabama and fcs school but you know they they beat western kentucky 30 to 24 that's a single possession ball game they beat fiu 36 34 single possession ball game finding ways to go and, and win a football game and uh you know, that's, that's how they're at 3-0 and right now, obviously, and, and certainly have had a, a good winning pedigree over the last few years.
2: Absolutely. And uh, in the Western Kentucky game, they were up uh, 30-17, to yeah. I think. And, you know, Western Kentucky scored late and tried an onside kick and stuff. But uh, the FIU game was interesting in a sense that FIU actually converted the two-point conversion and to tie it up and at the end of the game, but had a penalty. Mm. So backed them up, and then they did it <laughs> the next time. So, but... Uh, you know, they, they've certainly, uh, I mean, anytime you win eight straight games, you're doing something right.
1: Final thing on, on just your team going into this game. I, I know, you know, everybody's d- disappointed in didn't win the game last week, no doubt. But... The way they came out, played hard, and, and going back to the mental aspect, I feel like they've got to have some confidence knowing, hey, this thing's clicking, and uh, we got a chance to get some momentum going into this bye week and really a chance to retool and, and make a run at this thing here in the back half.
2: I certainly hope so, and I, I believe that, and I'm 100% convinced of that, and, um, you know, because I've, you know, Nick, you and I were talking, and the, as disappointed I was in the first three weeks trying to get it, I think we have a better, and that's what frustrates you as a coach. I think we have a better team than what we played and i think that we have an opportunity there are other people that are going through some pandemic issues now that didn't but when we went through all of it and we're late getting and i think we have an opportunity to get better you know we need to practice we need to play and hopefully uh hopefully we will
1: one of the things i love about this game 11 a.m central time whenever on the road drives me basketball season drives me nuts on a thursday man we got to sit around until seven o'clock for a tip-off even at Army, you know, what, 1230 or whatever, we kicked off there. I, mean, I like to get up and get to the stadium and go do my job, and I know you, you're you kind of like that as well, and get home a lot earlier as well.
2: Look, I like it, and I hope the players, and, I, we, you know, we talked about this morning, Nick, at our team meeting and told them it's a different mentality. I mean, you fly in, you know, you go to the hotel, you check in, you eat, you have your meetings, you go to bed, you eat, you're getting taped. I mean, it's, you know, it's the way it is. I like it. I'm with you. I mean, I can't stand sitting around all day and – you know and stuff and um uh... Hopefully we'll play good.
1: No question about that. That means uh, we will hit the air. Mike and I uh, will hit the air early, 10 a.m. breakfast with the Warhawk Radio Network for our uh, Bud Light countdown to kickoff. And then the kickoff is scheduled at 11. This ballgame will t- be televised on ESPN. You finally, you know, we, we know what we're partial to, but just the continued exposure is something we've all, in the Sunbelt Conference, but ULM in particular, for national TV games is, is pretty much unprecedented for this program. It is. And uh, sure more to come, I would you know, imagine. And
2: it's a credit to the, you know, the kids that were here and you know i think you know the last several years that have played and stuff but uh no no question i mean it's something that's important and uh hopefully we can
1: hopefully we continue to play better no question about that so once again we'll hit the air at 10 a.m for the bud light countdown to kick off on 105.3 klip thanks a lot coach and uh, looking forward to seeing you out there on saturday thank you nick uh want to thank all the folks involved with us everybody at the radio people helping us produce this and the fine folks at walk-ons for our title sponsorship for coach matt viator i'm nick white you've been listening to hawk talk brought to you by walk-ons in west monroe
0: Talk has been brought to you by Anheuser Busch, Bancor South, Brookshires, CenturyLink, Coca-Cola, Edward Via College of Osteopathic Medicine, First National Bank, Iberia Bank, Louisiana Lottery, and Warhawk Sports Properties. This copyrighted broadcast is an exclusive presentation of Learfield IMG College under the broadcasting rights granted by the University of Louisiana Monroe. Reuse of this presentation is prohibited without the expressed written consent of ULM and Learfield IMG College. Announcers are provided by Learfield IMG College and approved by ULM. The proceeding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the ULM Sports Network.